0: And Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. There's a there's a Carolina Panthers connection there. Uh, he was their first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers back in 1995. I'm sure by now you've all seen that photo of him holding up his Frank Reich jersey uh, with, I don't even know, it was like in a basement of someplace back in 1995 or whatever that was. But regardless, the news of the day is that the Carolina Panthers The Carolina Panthers have gone with Frank Reich. Uh, Unleashed are the takes. So he was with Philadelphia, part of that Super Bowl run. He ends up in Indianapolis as the head coach. Andrew Luck retires. Uh, He falls in love or has been in love with Carson Wentz, so he brings him over. That experiment fails, and then they went through a string of QBs, young and old, uh, and he ends up getting fired by Jim Ursay. Colts owner, what, five games in the season or however many games that was in the season to elevate Jeff Saturday, of all things, to the interim coach out of nowhere, plucked him out of an ESPN booth. So there's a lot of context, Gilio, to why things did not work out in Indianapolis. There's a lot of context as to why Frank Reich, an offensive-minded guy, but an older coach who's been around the block, is the decision that Tepper would go with. Because the Panthers have never had an offensive-minded coach, unless you want to go all the way back to like the George Seifert days, but that didn't really work out. So there's a lot of context as to why this makes sense. But man, there's a lot of people that were hoping and understood and felt it was justified to hire Steve Wilkes, who went six and six as an interim head coach for the Panthers.
1: What you earn and what you get are two different things. Yep, uh, lesson in life there. I'm sure one that Steve Wilkes was already well aware of. Uh, I don't know if I would say Frank Reich was a success with the Colts he was yeah Uh, I wouldn't qualify that 10 and 6 7 and 9 11 and 5 9 and 8 fired 8 games into this season and there's a different quarterback he had a different quarterback every year he had an elderly Phillip Rivers Mm -hmm. he had an elderly Matt Ryan he had what he wanted in Carson Wentz but couldn't rekindle that old magic and he had one year with uh, Andrew Luck Mm -hmm. Luck retires so that's not the job you thought you walked into. No. So I think he did remarkable work. They made the playoffs two of those, you know, two of his first four years. And last year when they missed the playoffs, you know, they were they were the most one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC last year and they end up losing the wrong game cuz Wentz quite frankly wasn't good yeah. in week
0: 17. The Wentz portion of this is the one it would be the one concern that I have for whoever the next coach of the Carolina Panthers was gonna be. I think what Steve Wilkes proved is that and this is something that you've been banging the table throughout this season, and you've used Brian Dable as an example of this with the Giants, and he's not the only one. There's countless examples of this. Look at Doug Peterson, right? A good coach. Circumstances in Philadelphia went a little little A aw- you know, a little a little wiry there at the end. Um, ownership gets involved, who's your quarterback going to be, everything else. But you see where a good coach can come in and take a team that has talent to the playoffs. All right, And I think that's where the Carolina Panthers are. They almost won the division, a terrible division, but they almost did it with their hands tied behind their back through a variety of decisions being made that looked like a team that wasn't interested in winning especially when it comes to trading away Christian McCaffrey, who is now with the San Francisco 49ers, in a game away from making it to the Super Bowl. And there was attrition in the coaching ranks as well, whether it was guys leaving for other gigs or guys that Steve Wilkes actually got out of there in the Matt Rule exodus, okay? But the Panthers showed you under Steve Wilkes going 6-6 and is that there's a good core there. There's a lot to work with. It's a team that can win. But there's one position they absolutely have to get right in the next coming years and that would be the obvious one the quarterback position which gets me back to frank reich sometimes coaches can get really enamored with a guy and i can fix him i can fix this guy he's gonna get he a bad situation played out you know injuries of him. he's gonna be healthy here it's all gonna work out obviously that wasn't the case he he bet on carson wentz him and chris ballard bet on carson wentz that did not cash in but i'll give frank reich credit here They understood in Indianapolis that he was not the answer, so they went ahead and they moved on. So maybe that's the lesson learned. That they're not going to find themselves enamored with somebody, and they'll truly approach the next quarterback in Carolina with an open mind, whether it comes to the draft or somebody like you and I have talked about this, Derek Carr, who's not going to be coming back to the Las Vegas Raiders, who I think is clearly an upgrade over what they've had. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker, right? And Matt Corral, I know he's in the system, but I don't see that panning out. So I do believe that Frank Reich has a track record of making the right call on a QB. We'll see if he can actually do it in Carolina. I think it's a good hire. I also think if you are
1: Steve Wilkes, you look at this as a, a victim of circumstance, you know, because offense has been that's that is what drives the NFL now. Yeah and getting the quarterback position right, being the right play caller is what drives the NFL now. I don't know what plan Steve Wilkes presented to David Tepper in terms of who he would have calling Mm -hmm. the plays or in terms of how he would approach the quarterback situation. I do think you're right. In this offseason, there are more options available to not only the Panthers, but to a lot of different teams in the quarterback market this offseason. So there is some hope there that if they don't use the ninth pick, to get a quarterback they can at least put put themselves in a position to
0: address the situation for the first time since Cam Newton left. I am completely understanding in the I the frustration that Panthers fans have that Steve Wilkes was not named the head coach. And to your point Julio, you know, doing things <laughs> that get you to deserve the position do not necessarily mean you get what you deserve, okay? And you can justify it all you want. That's still not going to take away the sting that people feel today. And I understand why the sting that people feel today, that Steve Wilkes was not named the head coach. I would have been fine with it. I think Steve Wilkes is savvy enough to understand uh, what is necessary to have won that job and come up with an offensive plan. But Tepper probably had his mind made up anyway that he wanted to go in a different direction and actually hire an offensive-minded coach. That's been the one thing that has rung true throughout this entire process ever since Matt Rule got fired, the idea that he was going to go offensive-minded and he was going to go with a veteran head coach too because if there's one consistency with NFL ownership, if you want to get an idea of where they're going to go after the coach they've fired, just look in the opposite direction. It's not all that different from college, right? I mean, we can use examples here in the Triangle. For how they've gone about replacing the guys that they just fired, right? So, you know, we'll use NC State as an example, right? Tom O'Kane, uh, wait, Mike O'Kane. Why did I say, Tom O'Kane? I'm like combining guys now. What's wrong with me? So, <laughs> like Frank Herbert, <laughs> Mike O'Kane, the head coach of the of the of the Wolfpack, was kicked out for the. I know you're, you're completely losing. For the uh, for the you know for the personality and the recruiting of Chuck Amato, right? This this guy was bringing a brand, and then at the end of the Chuck Amato era, even though he tried to get away from that behavior, the flashiness and things like that, the sunglasses and the boots and everything else, they bring in Tom O'Brien, who was the complete opposite of 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 of, of Chuck Amato, and then they bring in Dave Dorn to replace. I got that name right. They they replace Dave Dorn to to uh, they replace. Tom O'Brien with Dave Doran, who was younger and recruiting-minded and, you know, at the time was positioned as a guy with more of a personality. So it makes sense that you get this with the Panthers as well. They're going in the opposite direction of Matt Rule, and they end up with a veteran head coach, former head coach, with a track record quarterbacks to turn things around. But again, the Wilks portion of this is not resolved with today's news. In fact, the law firm that represents Brian Flores, who brought a lawsuit to the NFL for their hiring practices, tweeted this out upon the news that Frank Reich was getting the job. Quote We are shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into the playoffs, or at least back into playoff contention, and garnering the support of the players and fans, that he was passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper. There is a legitimate race problem in the NFL, and we can assure you that we will have more to say in the coming days. I do think that this law firm is waiting to see how the rest of the hiring cycle plays out. I guarantee you that Steve Wilkes and Brian Flores are probably texting each other going, come on, Jim, or say, do it. Hire Jeff Saturday. Come on. Come on. You know you want to. I know the fans don't want it, but come on, Jim, do it. Because they're sitting here taking notes going, oh, all right. So this interim coach failed, but he gets the job. I actually succeeded, and I don't get the job. Huh, that's kind of funny. What's the difference? So this is an unresolved portion of the uh, of the coaching search for the Panthers, and I'll be curious, Gilio, to see how David Tepper handles that when he meets with the media, if he does, uh, in the introduction of Frank Reich as He's head coach. He's
1: just so polished, I, I can't wait. You know it's going to be a sterling answer. Yeah.
0: That's going to be good. zero seven zero zero so we're just we're just about three weeks away from the stadium series at carter finley stadium that's february 18th not too far away and it got to a point of frustration with carolina hurricanes fans that we hadn't seen the jerseys yet now the jerseys have been floating around for like three years because you got or two years i guess I should say because remember The stadium series was supposed to take place in 2021, but, you know, a little pandemic thing happened, so obviously it did not occur. So they pushed it back to this upcoming date on February 18th. I I, I saw anecdotal listener reports that the jerseys occasionally would show up at a shop, and some people confused it with some sort of knockoff gear. They didn't know it was an actual jersey that the Canes were going to use, some sort of alternate. But it finally dropped last night. Very nondescript on the Adidas website, Joe. Both the Canes Stadium Series jersey and the Washington Capitals Stadium Series jerseys went up for sale on Adidas last night. And the initial reaction has been ranging from, eh, to, this is all we got? It could have been so much better. The Canes knew that whatever the jersey was going to be, you can't please everybody. But if you're watching on WREL Sports Plus right now, you can see both jerseys on our big screen. You're the jersey guy, Joe. You have strong opinions on jersey. I do. What do you th- What do you think of these bad boys? They're like
1: a night vision, reverse retro, um, middle school, badminton. <laughs> Slap together, you know. So maybe we'll splash a little bit of red and make the numbers a little bit bigger. Yeah, the yeah. It, it's not fan like the the Capitals neckline is kind of fancy, nice mm-hmm. logo. The Canes just kind of looks like uh, a late. 2000s tiger woods you know i really don't feel like wearing a collar playing golf anymore so hey can you make me a shirt that makes it make me a shirt that doesn't have a collar but looks like a collar
0: yeah yeah a tab collar yeah so
1: not like not quite Nehru, but it's more like (laughs) it's just here's the here's the thing and i I... listen as you love to tell me The jerseys are not for me. They're for the kids. I already have a text message. It's my youngest son's birthday, February 7th. Yeah. He wants
0: this piece of trash.
1: He's 15. Dude, they sold out a lot of sizes quick this morning. Of course they did. Real quick. Of course they did. Because I think
0: people were going to buy them regardless because they want to be there for the game. I think they're all sold out, actually. Are they all sold out? out out? On Adidas' site, yes. But But if you look, just look
1: at what the Penguins wore. Yeah. When they were, the game at Fenway. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. It was a capital P. There was like a nice classic type look to it. So, I'm the glad- Canes have never used a C. Yeah. As our friend Luke Decock famously called this hurricane logo, this is the flushing toilet logo. Mm-hmm. Because Pierre Carmana so badly wanted something that looked like the Red Wings logo, mm-hmm. iconic logo, mm-hmm. that he came up with the flushing
0: toilet. All right. Couple things. Couple things. About the winter classic that we just saw and how you were enamored with those jerseys. Those were great. That was a great look. For context, context, there is a distinction in the NHL between what they do for the winter classic and what they do for the stadium series. If you look at these jerseys, they're eerily similar to the jerseys you mentioned the Penguins. Go back to 2019 when they had a stadium series game. And they had the futuristic thing with the helmets that were like, the numbers were like on the helmets all plastered on one side and then the logo on the other side. And I want to say the same thing happened in 2020 as well. So if you look at the futuristic type take on the jersey for the stadium series, it tracks with what was supposed to happen in 2021.
1: When you try to explain the difference between the Winter Classic and the stadium series, you know what that sounds like. What does it sound like, Joe? See, my song, here's their song. (laughs) But my song, it's ding, 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 ding. Ding a ding ding. There's a difference. I mean, there's clearly a difference. There's a difference.
0: The Winter Classic is a. Winter Classic! A Winter the Classic is, is Winter Classic. The Stadium Series. Winter Classic is a marquee event <laughs> on New Year's Day <laughs> that the NHL does, and the Stadium Series is something they do for fun elsewhere.
1: It's not the same sample. Ours goes ding ding, ding ding I, ding ding, I'm ding Totally,
0: totally. Yeah, That you don't hear it. You don't hear it. You don't see it. You don't hear it. <laughs> It's you know. That's it's a, like you're in a meeting and you're like the, you, Gary Bettman Galaxy brain right there. Have you ever you've, you and oh, I? No, no, no. We, this is for the Stadium Series. It's totally hey, different. Hey, 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 you and I have been in meetings where an idea is brought up and then that idea is then repeated back to you, and it's like, well, no. You see, I said it like this. You said it like this. Totally different. Totally different idea. Okay, I added an element of this. Anyway, couple thoughts. So covered the futuristic look and all that stuff. To your point, you say it's like middle school. This is what I think of. Do you, do you, ever, do you remember Rollerball? Yeah. The movie Rollerball yeah. with James Caan, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. Like, take me back to the 70s and somebody's thinking about what sports looks like in the future. This is what you get. Tell me, future boy. <laughs> what is What is hockey like in 2023? And it's got all futuristic looks, you know? So there's that aspect, especially the number. Like you see that twenty three yes. on the model, right? That reeks rollerball to me. Other thought: full pads with the helmet. Here's what saves it. This is where I'm going to give the Canes credit. Have you seen the captain's C? Because the vi- they put a yes. video out today, and that, they, the Captain's C should have been should have been the main logo. Well, yeah. I, have, I have another thought, but anyway, the Captain's C on that jersey. Cleans it up. It makes it go, oh, okay. But only one person wears the Captain well, C. Well, that's the one that you people want to buy. You could have put the whole team no, in I the know, Captain I agree, C. <laughs> I agree, I agree, I agree. That jersey sold out on Canes Pro Shop, the stall jersey. Oh, is. of course it did, because it's the best looking one because yeah. of the because of the C and the little flags in it and everything else. To which gets to my larger point. And look, <laughs> shout out to Dan over at the Canes. He knows how I feel about this. Um, and because he, he, was, he was the one that actually helped bring this to light. You know how I feel about Thick Stormy. Thick with two C's Stormy. Yeah, the strutting wool, the strutting pig, all right, the strutting storm, Which they've created, yeah. Which they created. I got a T-shirt. I might actually buy the sticker for my car, too. In an ideal world, they would have slapped that bad boy for the jersey because it makes sense. You are playing an outdoor hockey game at Carter-Finley Stadium, and you are mashing up the two teams that play on that property. The hockey team that plays in the building across from Carter-Finley Stadium is walking across the plaza to play a hockey game in that building, and the strutting Stormy would have been fire. Straight freaking fire. I would buy every jersey and every size in that, okay? And maybe down the line, they'll come up with an alternate that includes that. I know there's all sorts of rules and NHL rules and Adidas rules and licensing rules and things like that. And again, I understand that the Stadium Series event was supposed to take place back in 2021. And things are have to keep on rolling. But in an ideal world, they could go back and do it, and the NHL would allow it. Strutting, freaking stormy on a jersey. I want it! I want it! You know, we could make our own. Eh, it's not the same, man. Okay. I guess we could make the same. Yes, Dennis? Am I the only one that thinks the Caps jersey looks like Sam Wilson's Captain America uniform? Um, a little bit. The white with the... Yeah, no, I can see the that. The way the wings come out with the blue yeah, in the I chest? I, now I can see that. Yeah, because the new Captain America's got a different uh, color pattern. So, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. can see that. I can definitely see that. One other thing to keep in mind, by the way, as it relates to the Carolina Hurricanes, because they seem to drop these things, like, overnight, right? From here until the game, pro tip, when you wake up in the morning and you're waiting for your coffee to brew, open up Ticketmaster and look at the Stadium Series tickets. Because we're at the point now where the NHL is releasing tickets, all right? Corporate sponsor holds, all that kind of stuff. People have been wondering why there's only so much that's been sold to the public after the uh, season ticket sales and everything else, right? Well, because the NHL holds a lot of those tickets for a variety of reasons, and as we get closer to the event, a lot of those holds are going to be released. For instance, this morning, I want to say they released about 1,000 tickets. Now... That's the good news. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. (laughs) These are dynamically priced, meaning that you can get a standard ticket. And as I looked this morning when they still had standard tickets available, the get-in price I think was $325. That was the get-in price. Those are upper-level seats. $325.
1: Let's be clear. There is no such thing as a good seat for this game. I disagree. I disagree. I, the, sta- the ice is in the middle. I, Here's, if you're in the building, that's what you want. You want to be yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. It's, about, yeah. it's about the experience of being
0: there. I'm with you on that.
1: And at Carter Finley Stadium, there's no bad seats for football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for hockey,
0: you're just not going to be able to see that much as, mu- as much as you want to see I have, anyway. I have one seat or one section that's the best to watch that game, and that is first, first row, row, upper deck. Upper deck that's the and, best and seat in the are, house and those
1: are going for probably six, seven,
0: eight hundred dollars 800. Probably, yeah. Yes. But if you want the best seat in the house, that's it. Cuz even even sitting up in the press box in one of the suites in the Dale Center, eh eh. Because it's, you know, you know how the Dale you know how that uh how Vaughn Towers it. is. You can't hear anything. That's no fun. Bring, could they could they bring back the double wide in the sky? Open up the windows? That'd be great. But no, that's never going to happen. So that's the best seat in the house. But anyway, long story short, look Look in the mornings, because the NHL is getting around to releasing tickets, as I can tell, Was I saw this morning. Ain't going to be cheap, but hey, y'all want tickets. It's probably the best way to go about it. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons,
1: highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org.
0: WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.